This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Megan Gilgert, and welcome to the Friday Meditation. Welcome, friends. I hope that you're ready for the weekend. Um, I am so glad to be back and doing the meditations again. Our community received some of the other ones that I did from the beginning of the year. There were two other ones. So our community members have those in the community, but... We are back to sharing them here and I'm really excited to be because taking some time off is always good to kind of refresh the brain, like let it rest and, you know, I have had a lot of inspiration lately, I feel like, and I always do in the winter. I have like some really positive inspirational energy. I think it's like that deep work sort of thing. So I have a lot more space to think about these things. So it feels really nice to say the least. So I, I'm excited to get into our meditation today. So if you have been following me on Instagram, you know that when I am not gardening and it is winter, I am outside still. I may not be gardening, but I'm typically active in some way. You see, during the spring till basically it gets cold, we're outside anywhere from four to eight hours a day and minimum. <laughs> we spend a lot of time outside as a family and in the summer because of our garden, because of the chickens, because we live in Northern Michigan and it's incredibly beautiful. So it's a dream and I don't want to ever take that in for granted. And so, and because my work involves me gardening I have to be outside. So I miss that in the winter. It's not as easy to be outside for six to eight hours, but usually we can fit in somewhere between two and four every couple of days and at the minimum 30. 
minutes a day and depending on how cold it is. But one of the ways I do that is through skiing, cross country skiing specifically. And I grew up skiing from when I was three years old. I grew up downhill skiing. My parents raced. So I spent a lot of time out on the hill and I have a lot of comfort with that motion, those movements. It feels like walking to me. So I do run in the winter too, but I really don't do it unless it's over like 28 degrees because the snow gets kind of sticky on your skis with the motion and stuff. And so it, you don't glide as easily when it's not as cold, but when it's really cold, cross-country skiing is amazing. So it is definitely the way to go. And so when it's really cold, I don't run, I ski. Well, this January and February are really the best months for cross-country skiing because of this. And sometimes we still get those cooler, colder temps in March, but they're fewer and far between. So January is like the month. Like you spend all the time doing it. And I don't have a lot of upper body strength in the last couple because of like having babies. And I just never, I was a soccer player in all my life. And I had upper body strength, the necessary kind to throw the ball to like, you know, throw an elbow here and there, but I don't have a lot of upper body strength. And so cross-country skiing takes a lot of upper body strength, especially when you're backcountry style and you go up hills and things like that. You rely a lot on the pulling motion on the on the skis and I'm doing this and my muscles hurt already. Um, <laughs> so I, I, and the other thing is, is like, I'm still rebuilding my body after, you know, six years of being somewhere between having a baby, breastfeeding, growing a baby, you know, somewhere in that mix over the last six years. And I rebuilt for a little bit of time, but not as much as like I'm focused on now knowing that, you know, we're kind of through this phase of life of, me carrying babies. And so I want to focus on rebuilding my body to be strong and, you know, the way that I feel confident in it so that I can do the things I love, like skiing and running and gardening. It takes a lot out of you physically. So I really enjoy motion and movement and everything. So, but in this process of becoming stronger and growing, my body to be, you know, strong again, more or less. It has nothing to do with appearance. It's all about, am I capable of doing what I love? And I have had to step back into some mindsets, but as I was going through this meditation, creating this meditation and happened when I was out skiing, I started thinking back to, or I started realizing as I'm like, just barely making it up this hill I was thinking, it was like, my gosh, is this an analogy for the state of the world and life and everything that my friends and I talk about and everything in between? So I was like, this is it. Like, this is like what we need to talk about. So that's where the meditation came from. Um, I write a lot of meditations when I'm running, when I'm skiing, when I'm doing things in nature, walking even with the kids. I, in the shower, <laughs> this is when I come up with these things and it doesn't come up 
as easily, even just sitting here in front of the screen. I don't like a blank page. So usually I have to come back in. I'm like stripping off my ski stuff and I'm like, I got to go right. I got to, I'll be back. Give me 30 minutes. I got to get it out and then I'll edit it. And I just got to get the idea down. So that's how this happened. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I feel like it's a good one and yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I think we'll all connect to this. So it's called one step and then another. The air temp is cold and it says it actually feels more like 10 degrees, negative 10. The sky is clear as clear can be. If you never looked at the ground, you wouldn't know the difference between this cold day and another summer day. The sky is bright blue. The sun is shining brightly as if we're in June. These days come typically after many days where the clouds hang low and only the sun tips just below the clouds do we get a glimpse of her before the end of the day. But not today. She lingers high in the sky, offering us her greatest offering, heat. Though the air is cold, it is the perfect day to strap on my skis and head out into the icy, snowy terrain. We haven't had snow in a few days, so the driveway is icy and slightly too slick to ski down. Instead, I take the cut path through the woods we set in the fall, knowing at some point in January and February, we would want a path like this. So here I am, thankful to not catch my ski on the sumac branches, but instead glide into the pine valley to be sheltered from the wind. I track over the path from yesterday. It is slick and less resistant than the day before. I see the deer have enjoyed knowing just where to go as well, as their tracks are fresh in my ski pattern from yesterday. It is comforting knowing I'm not alone in the depths of what feels like an endless pandemic. I feel accompanied by them even if they were here this morning at dawn, when I was still warm in my bed, snuggling my little ones. Somehow there is a conversation still, even if we have never met. As I hit the main road where the snowmobiles have now set a path the day before, I realize today is much harder than yesterday, and far more than the day the snow was fresh. The trail is icy, and my fish scale bottoms of my cross-country skis struggle to find the grip beneath me. I realize, though, the trail in front of me isn't steep, but it will still be a climb. I adjust my poles because I know I will need to hold myself more with my upper body to make it to the top. In all honesty, my body is still rebuilding these days. I haven't skied in nearly two years after recovering from growing a baby, birth, and then postpartum. Even though I long for this movement, it isn't easy. I'm sore from the icy ski the day before when I went up our steep driveway. What a mistake. <laughs> Every muscle feels exhausted as I climb. I can feel the weight of the previous days of doing this. I know, though, that I need this reminder right now of taking one moment at a time. I need to be here in this struggle. I need to focus on one step in front of the other to go up this hill. In all my years as an athlete at a collegiate level, I learned that when things feel impossible, that it is best to first set my eyes on an endpoint, whether it is or not, then stop looking at it. Then I put my head down, I focus on the blades of grass, the road, the texture of the snow. I become in awe of the way my feet move or that my body is simply still moving. I marvel in the motion no matter the speed. It isn't about anything except getting to the finish line. 
I see it. It is there. I will get there. Nothing hard lasts forever after all. How many times this has gotten me to the end of the challenge, I cannot even tell you. But here I am, 35, and still telling myself this. With every step, I feel my body heat up. My muscles still holding on, but longing for rest. I am nearly there, or at least I must be. My ski slips, but I find the grip again. My pole misses, but the other one catches. Yet I still am focusing on the footprints from another walker, probably from this morning. My mind focuses on the texture from the snowmobile and then a deer track. I think about that and not the climb. Then all of a sudden it levels. I stop to catch my breath and ahead of me is the trail I wanted to get to. This is the one where it is flat. The grooming made perfect for me, not only to scoot along in a swishing motion, but one that also just allows me to float. I unzipped the top of my coat to let in the cool air that I cringed at when I walked outside. Now it feels like a relief. Then I glide. I move with motion and release the tension of my muscles. I look to the horizon where the clouds look like mountains and the chickadees sing overhead by the apple trees, still decorated with the last of the fall apples. It feels all of a sudden like magic. I thought then, as things became easier, just how often this is true in life. How often I have felt I'm climbing that hill as a parent, as a human, as you name it. For two years, navigating a pandemic and feeling like my mind, heart, body, all of it, exhausted. How could I do more? Then, to think of the glide and the release. Will we get there, I wonder? Oh, I hope so. After all, one foot in front of the other, after all focusing right in front of us on the textures of life rather than how much further we still have to go. We cannot do that. Gliding home, I decide to take a new path. One I haven't before. I cut through the valley and I follow the deer's trail. I see where they are rooting through the snow and I mark my own trail beside it. I make clear the places to avoid and the path that is easier. I hope only that the incoming snow won't fill in the tracks too much. I hope someone can see the spaces I created for them to find the way as well. Maybe by setting new tracks, I opened a way for someone else to have less work. Even if it is only the deer or a small mouse, maybe their day was simpler so they can make a path for someone else that's easier as well. I think about how one day this will be the same of the many times we have wintered in life. How when we endure a deeply challenging or fallow time that we can show others the way through their own. How we can leave tracks, pass wisdom, and leave the light on for someone else. Sometimes when the struggle feels the hardest, I think about the gift there will be to pass along. The thing I will be able to glean and share and the space that that I can offer. Sometimes these small moments that don't feel big are where we gain the greatest wisdom exercised and practiced and tested so we know just how much of it, how much of a gift it truly is to have to learn the strength that lies in moving moment to moment, focused on just one step and then another. I hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) I love skiing because... It, it is all about this. It's all about one motion in front of the other, the climb and then the release. And I think about that with winter. And I've said to myself so many times, winter doesn't last forever. 
And there's so many times I wanted more winter. I needed more winter. And there were so many times where winter felt endless. And, you know, I don't have the answers about where anything with a pandemic is going. But what I do know is that at some point, everything ends. And so I think about that a lot. How it will, who knows? But what I do know is that it's it's a time of adaptation, of growth, of being fallow, letting things rest, letting things go, not trying to do much more than focus on what's in front of us. And I, and when I do that, it's easier. Then when I look to the future and I wonder, is that possible? Will that feel be, be, will that feel safe? Will I, you know, what will that be like? And sometimes we need those endpoints, you know, like I said, you know, we planned trips so that there was an end in some way. There was something to look forward to. And whether that is it or not, who knows, but it's somewhere to get to. It's a point, a marker in the trail, a marker in the path to show that what we've endured can be let off, a place to stop, rest, catch our breath, even if there's still more climb ahead. So it's what I love about it. It presents a challenge and then this like letting go on the other side. So friends, I hope this gives you some like perspective, a way to look at something, whether it's the pandemic or something else or more or less or anything. I hope that it gives you something to work with this week. And while we're going through all this and, you know, entering a new year, Yes, we're still entering it. Don't the Chinese New Year isn't till February 1st. We're still technically in the year of the ox. We're not into the year of the tiger just yet. So we're still getting there. We're still climbing. So just take it easy, one step at a time. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, I'll see you out there. <laughs>